what we call our core solution nowadays is LT Fan Platform. I liken it sometimes to the Shopify of fan engagement. So it's a Web3 content and community management system that allows everybody who has fans to build their own platform where they can convert their super fans to and establish their own digital business model. This is the Sports Tech All-Stars podcast, showcasing outstanding startups and initiatives in the global sports tech ecosystem. From Sports Tech X, the leading source for data and insights about sports tech. Here is your host, Ron Maholtra. Hello again, back for another episode of the Sports Tech All-Stars podcast. Hi everyone, this is Ron and... Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about something more topical today. I mean, we try to stay on topic every week or well, every two weeks whenever you share the podcast. But um, today is uh, is web venturing into the Web3 world, uh, talking about everything that's happening around the creator economy, around blockchain, around Web3, connecting to sports, of course, that is our focus, but we're going to talk about broader things as well. Now, eagle-eyed eagle-eared, maybe that's a better one, listeners of this podcast will know this name, Thomas Euler of Liquidity. Uh, he's been featured uh, on our podcast before. It's been about a year since we've heard from him um, and also the company, which um, was featured in our reports before, but they keep doing more. Um, so we keep featuring them. And in fact, that's what we're going to talk about uh, to Thomas today, what else Liquidity Team has been up to. For new listeners, don't worry, we'll go through who they are as well. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Thomas. Thank you so much and uh, glad to be here. Always glad to have you back, Thomas. We've had a few, actually, I I'm really enjoying this trend. I think you're the third person uh, that we've had back on the show um, at, uh, at whatever interval. Usually it's been at least a year, year and a half or something. So I'm liking this idea of reconnecting with people who we've spoken to in the past just to see what's what's been happening because so much is changing constantly oh, in yeah. this in this industry yeah i mean i mean we covered this in our reports in 2021 was a crazy crazy year for sports tech so much investment especially around the nft topic we've talked about it before that we're likely to, to dive into that in more detail we're still framing what the content is going to be like and there's no real clear timeline on this report but we know we want to do something in the space and you, especially with the cool stuff that Liquidity Team is doing. But before we get there, for listeners who maybe didn't catch the first episode, uh, Thomas, give us uh, give us your story. Uh, where did you come from, and uh, how did uh, Liquidity Team happen? Sure. So I've been working uh, in the in the tech industry or, or akin to the tech industry basically all my professional life. I've been doing what you would call digital transformation consulting in a small boutique firm, working not in the sports industry, but with the traditional industries that we have over here in Germany. That's where I'm based. I've always been a big, big fan of, of sports. At some point, I had to decide for for only the NBA because it's hard to follow too many sports besides the job and all the rest that is going on in in an average life. And uh, then I was venturing deep in the blockchain world around starting around 2015, and then decided 
um, to, to go even deeper, started Untitled Inc., which is a network that brought together people with many backgrounds. You need to understand this Web3 world, as we nowadays call it, and as you mentioned before. And yeah, from, from there on via a mutual contact, we started looking into which applications are there for the sports industry. That was as far back as early 2019 and started to work on liquidity and been doing that ever since. Thanks, Thomas. Okay, we've set some context. Now jumping into what liquidity is about. Now, before I get to uh, my take on it, why don't you quickly give us a summary on what liquidity is up to today? Sure. So, so since we last spoke, we did a lot of product development and what we call our core solution nowadays is LT Fan Platform. I liken it sometimes to the Shopify of fan engagement. So it's a Web3 content and community management system that allows everybody who has fans to build their own platform where they can convert their super fans to and establish their own digital business model for which we use besides subscriptions, which is pretty much the Web2 standard and we also support it. We also use the mechanisms from the Web3 world, which is tokens and NFTs that, that users of our product can easily create and easily offer to their fans. And, and that is a solution that, of course, is very interesting to in the world of professional sports. We have clubs like, for instance, Borussia Dortmund or individual athletes like Dennis Schröder who use it. But we also... Uh, have the the creator economy as a very interesting market where we have uh, the the self-service sales line as we call it from our internal perspective and people can just sign up create their platform and start creating exclusive content exclusive digital experiences for their fans and and build their own business on top of it so let's start there. Let's start with the two use cases that you already talked about. One is Borussia Dortmund, who I know you've been doing things with for a while. And then, of course, Dennis Schroeder, um, not having the best season uh, basketball-wise, but clearly he still has enough fans that he wants to engage with. So how basically the, the process is simple. Uh, a, a team, a club, an athlete, a sports organization will come to you and say, hey, Thomas, uh, I want to find a better way to engage with my fans through Web3 platform. How can you help me do this? Yeah, that is basically the question they pose you. And your solution will be, we'll create fan engagement using NFTs for starters. What, what else? So, so if the club comes to us, then we will go with them on a little uh, uh, conceptual journey to define how they how they want to do it. So, you, many end up using our our white label platform. Some want to use a more custom integration based on based on APIs and something that they where they control more of the front end. But so so essentially, there is a conceptual level to it because unlike other products in the Web3 space, which are all licensing products where, where like without dropping names, but they go to the club, they acquire a license and then they operate the platform. In our case, it's different. You get your own platform and you run it and operate it. But for, for the operations part, we can assist you, which is like an increased service level that we offer. We definitely always help all 
our our football or, or sports clients to develop the concept for their fans. And and the the core idea is to create more proximity with your fans, regardless of where they of where they are. So something that especially in European continental sports is quite established is like the notion of a of a membership. And and you can think of it similar to this you create a, a digital platform where people who are really uh, who want to be close to your club can find exclusive content they can interact with you directly maybe you'd have amas ask me anything that is with players with club officials and and all this loops them really tightly to your to your club and to your to your narrative essentially and and then of course you have different ways how to seamlessly build a business model on top of this not only by the way on the direct to fan side but also on the on the sponsorship side interesting so before we jump on to the sponsorship side of things because i'm curious to explore uh, basically you're giving the the sports team an organization or a way sorry to get their brands connected directly to their to their fans i'm assuming um is that correct exactly yeah exactly Perfect. Okay, so there's a there's a way for them to bring both uh, onto one place. Um, so you said it's a self service platform where you assist with, um, yeah. Once they have the solution, uh, you can help manage it. But essentially, if a club chooses or anybody chooses, they can do it themselves. That is the first part. Uh, currently, you also said white label, so they of course can do it in whichever way, and the look and feel is under their control completely. Uh, so this is at least this part of it is a b2b platform which will go through let's say a traditional sales cycle where somebody will engage you and you'll go back and forth on designs and stuff and yeah that's how that would close correct yeah absolutely correct and just like like from a philosophical angle what we what we have been seeing is like of course most clubs now have websites but they really rarely have real proper digital products but but that is increasingly how users consume entertainment products uh, in general and, and sports more specifically. But but we see that even for the biggest clubs, they are usually not tech companies. They are not well equipped to, to develop their own more, more interactive, more social platform on a basic level that is part of what we are doing. And then we also have the, the entire Web3 aspect that seamlessly plugs into it. And and that becomes technologically very complicated for clubs to do, but it's definitely what they uh, uh, should be doing and what more and more of them want to be doing. And and we really focus on the tech level and think the the clubs themselves they really understand their their fans and their brand well, and also they understand their business well, their partners, and that is why the the way we are approaching it makes in in our mind a lot of sense for everybody who has a fan base out there. Perfect. Understood. So that is the primary use case. So that's at least what you've developed or you, what you have been working on. Now I want to switch to what you mentioned briefly, but that's, I think, the main new focus, which is the LT fan platform, which is empowering creators themselves to come on your platform and create their own NFT or a digital engagement solution. Now, this could be, I'm a... I don't know, a, a streamer, podcaster. yeah, podcaster like ourselves. It could be a streamer, could be a fitness professional instructor. Um, anybody who has any sort of audience that they want to engage with, they can come and 
have like a DIY platform to launch their own uh, NFT slash uh, Web3 based fan engagement solution. Yeah, correct. Okay, so walk me through that. Where did that come from? How far along is that product? Is it? I know it's already out in the market, right? Yeah, definitely. It's out in the market. I mean, we we had planned this essentially from day one, but it's a bit of a question of product maturity and also understanding understanding customers and having just something that is so easy to use and intuitive to use that people can use it which we which we worked on for for some time focusing on on our initial enterprise clients and then we rolled it out once we were confident enough that we can release it to the public of course in the process we've still been we started this uh, uh, very late last year so so essentially since the beginning of this year we have been learning get boarding on more and more customers improving in the meantime to make it to make it easier so so right now one of the things that's going to happen uh, this week actually is the release of our setup wizard which was like one puzzle piece that has been missing so far that makes it even easier for somebody who jumps on our web page to to get going and frankly something that just should be there um in in this type of product and so, yeah, I, I mean, the proposition or the idea here is very much comparable to what, what I just described in the sports world. Um, but, but on top, like many creators today, they, they face additional problems. Like there is what is in the tech world known as algorithmic throttling. So um, many of the bigger platforms, of course, they are attractive because in theory they bring you distribution, but you have to increasingly pay to to reach the people who who once pressed on the follow, like, or whatever button the respective platform has, and and. Also, there are topics like deplatformization or demonetization that many people on YouTube, for instance, experience, and and. I think there is a cultural shift towards more platform ownership and that is exactly what we what we are providing to creators while also just having a, a modern state of the art publishing on the one hand but also community management solution because if you think about traditionally a, a CMS is just publishing but very little interaction but nowadays uh, uh, users fans they want to they want to be more in a a interactive relationship with you right if you're a creator they have questions that they want to ask you directly they want your be it your know-how or, or your, your ideas and all this is something that we ingrained with modules besides publishing and i think that's an interesting shift what you've touched on there the idea of shifting from a broadcast messaging based content management system which is what we traditionally knew a CMS to be, to now a community management system, which is where the first point of, say, content broadcast is just the first step of the interaction. The first time you drop the content is the starting point for the conversation. It is not the conversation because until you get that feedback, as you said, there's interaction, which can be uh, in so many ways, um, then there's no building of a community and also not being the throttle of how, who's guiding the conversation the conversation is happening within the community itself you've just dropped the topic or you just dropped some of the content which is i think a very powerful um let's say trait of this of the web3 economy 
uh, of how communities build and eventually manage themselves. And that is also where you see in, in the if you look into the NFT core space, then you see a lot of use cases right now, like the board apes and so on, that are less about the NFT art, but they are more about the community that it can create and facilitate. And and leaving aside all the all the nice tech philosophic stuff that is being talked about, in the essence, NFTs are like access passes that can give you access to to different parts of communities much like as i mentioned before like the traditional membership right in in the mass media age a club if you became a member you did receive once per month a magazine for instance but just as as you described today all this is more interactive but you can use these nfts that people can purchase they can also receive them as a reward for some action they they perform um, in your community and then and then they For instance, like a practical example from the app, you can do an ask me anything, say with a player or say in your case, you you, you would decide to use our product. Then you could say, hey, I know a lot about sports tech, so I will do occasional AMA sessions where I share my insights and, and opinions on certain topics, but only people who have, who have acquired the, the sports, uh, uh, what name would you give it, your NFT? Sports tech. Um, the, I could come up with something. Called, yeah, something got, got it. But sports tech X, the XFT, the the unknowns. I don't <laughs> XFTs. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. So only if you have this, you get to ask a question, and it will definitely be answered. For instance, could be one of the mechanics, and there are plenty more that we can that we can create, and and that is just the the users of of the, that grew up online i mean if you look on twitch you you put in chat uh, messages communicate directly with your twitch streamer you you use super chat to highlight it and and all these mechanics i think you also need nowadays yeah i think this is how a, let's say this generation of interaction is is used to communicating that this is by the default almost feature set that they have that this is various modes that they have it's across channels it's in so many different ways that they can interact with uh, let's say the original asset holder or the ip holder which might be uh, yeah the The, the company or the sports rights holder or the person who launches the nft but yeah it goes far beyond that initial interaction stay up to date with all things sports tech and sign up for our newsletter you'll get a monthly breakdown of the most important developments in the global sports tech ecosystem paired with exclusive interviews with industry leaders Get all of this and more delivered directly to your inbox. Sign up today at sportstechx.com. All right. So we've got we've got a sense of what the LT platform is. Uh, it's been out now, LT fan, fan platform, I should say. It's been out for a while. Talk us through some of the successes. Like, have you is it have you already started onboarding um, content creators? Is it being received well by an audience? What's been the initial feedback like? Yeah, so so after rolling it out early this year, we have now around 300 uh, users who who use 
the product more or less actively. Of course, you always get people who who jump on who don't do much with it, and others we have who who start building, and that's really cool to see um, that that is happening. And also, also in sports, I mean, um, we see that the that the clients we have there they are increasingly uh, understanding the tool that they have there and what they can do with it. And we are we are also talking to to a bunch of other clubs and. I, I guess very soon we can uh, announce several other names that you certainly have heard before, and and that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool to see. But just the the fact that people use it, that people build it, and that fans just use it and like it, and they don't have questions about it. It's just an intuitive product. This I describe as the real win because when you remember one year ago when we talked, like it felt just so cryptic and most of the products and solutions out there you you need to have some kind of interest in the web3 space in nfts in wallets and while i personally um, like this space a lot and have been in there for for many years now i still believe like for average users it is still broad, very often too complicated, too special, and that we managed something where where average sports fans or fans of creators jump on and they just get the hang of it. That is really fulfilling. And I think I would describe this as the biggest success because that is what is the basis for growth going forward. Nice. I mean, obviously, if we'll be waiting to hear all the uh, the partnerships that you announced and the teams that you're working with but yeah i'm definitely more interested in hearing about what you just described is the success of people actually using it getting that on ground feedback um, when you see your toy in somebody else's hands the excitement it creates yeah that can be a really interesting feeling all right uh, thomas i mean i, I want to stay on this topic of of because you mentioned that you're working with some other partners and you're you've kind of designed a tool where in your view, this is what content creators are looking for. What advice would you give to to any any say entity, sports or otherwise, that is hearing so much about NFTs and is suddenly like, hey, I'm am I missing the boat here if I don't launch my own NFT? Because it seems like there is a lot of bandwagon action, mm -hmm. uh, which is also creating more noise uh, mm -hmm. versus good solutions which are actually have utility, actually have purpose. So, what kind of advice or what parameters would you tell somebody that's looking to launch their own nft solution what are the top two three things that they should consider so i i guess a good starting point is to ask what are like your goals and and maybe if your goal is to make a quick buck then right now the timing is very bad anyways as the markets have been have been crashing lately um not only crypto but also crypto and nft markets um but but if that is your main motivation make a drop quickly okay then do it try it you might get lucky you may not but uh, whatever you can you can play around with it but but if you are really looking at it with a more uh, strategic focus then you cannot just create an nft and sell it because people will buy it because it's an nft there is some type of user who does it but but that is not the majority of the fans you want to reach you want to you want to make loyal believers of of you whether you are a club a creator or whatnot so so but but to reach them you need to think differently about the nft and the nft 
is a tool for you. It is a tool that, that has a few exciting properties because you have a digital object that is either unique or it's scarce. I sometimes liken it to, to limited edition vinyl, right? You have something that a collector will, will buy even though he could just stream the same music on Spotify. But there is even more than just a limitation. It's also an access pass that because blockchain is this cool open standard can also be a a tool to give access to certain things in various different digital experiences and and now you have a canvas for creatives to build stuff like say you you are a music artist to leave the world of sports for a second you can say hey look i will Uh, for instance, drop as an NFT this this new song that I have, but also only if you have this NFT, you can come to a, to a either really a physical co concert that you play in a small location, or you do a digital event that only people with this NFT can can join and you can also do it a bit differently and you can say look i create this nft which is my the the membership pass for my super fan club and i will do exclusive releases of of music for this type of fan and these are these are the models that were just really hard to pull off earlier but it makes a lot of sense because we now understand that fandom also exists in different tiers and that is not only the case in music it's also the case in sports right you have casual fans who only tune in to like the semi-finals and finals of the champions league or if like a big name club is playing and then you have the the fans who are really interested in in your your club and and for these you need different offerings they want to know more they want to see more and they want to be part of something which of course sports fans always wanted to and now you need a, a digital model for this besides the the old models of the physical world be realistic about what your expectations are or what your goals are i think that's an important one of what you just said and the second one i like even more which is find good ways or to connect with your super fans because as you said this is this tiered fandom or tiered membership um that nfts create which is authenticated which is tradable there are so many other attributes the value of that membership can appreciate or non-appreciate i mean right now we're not we don't want to focus too much on the speculative element of nfts but it is it's one of the big drivers initially so all of these attributes are what you want to address um yeah it's it's certainly yeah. a speculative object but i think you you cannot start there yeah exactly if you, if your starting point is is this angle you can if your timing is good then it can be very lucrative as a one-time thing But to me, to me, the real potential is something else. It's what I just described. And so if I would really want to break it down to one advice, then is start with how can you provide something valuable to your fans? And once you have this figured out, see how the NFT plays plays into this as a tool, and then you have something that your that your fans will appreciate in the long run. If you just start from, hey, there is something that I can sell and people will flip it, that is not going to have a, a very long lifetime, in my opinion. No, it makes a lot of sense. NFTs should just be part of the story that you're telling. And it's a great way to, great tool that you have at your disposable to tell a part of the story. But that's it. It can't be the start and the end of the story. Just those three letters. All right, Definitely. Thomas, 
yeah, super stuff. Okay, let's let's come back to liquidity. I've taken you a bit of a tour to educate us a bit more about how to engage with this new age of fandom. Um, but let's talk about liquidity now. I mean, you've talked about the LT fan platform. What's next? What you've you've talked about more partnerships. I'm sure there'll be more features built on the platform. But what does the next say 12, 18 months look like for you guys? Yeah, our our focus now is on on growth on both let's call them business or sales channels in the enterprise uh, that is the sports world and also on the direct to consumer software as a service uh, side it's about growth because i think we have built uh, a really cool product which of course we continue to to uh, develop but but the last big milestones we have taken with the introduction of nfts to the product with the introduction of of all the self service related stuff i talked about earlier and now it's to get it out there to to help our user community to build more exciting projects and and then go from go from there that also contains um, a a investment round that we are looking to do uh, in the in the future to i mean if you follow the market then you've seen there are some companies who raised a lot a lot of money sometimes even pre-product and and that's if you are in the licensing business maybe maybe even more so required than in our case but we definitely will be doing this so these are the next step growing our our core business growing our organization and uh, and acquiring the the or raising the capital to in reinvest into growth and product important shout out for any investors out there if you want to get in touch with liquidity or know more about what thomas and the team are up to feel free to reach out their uh, details will be available on the show notes all right thomas my last question before i let you go and as always it is my favorite question which is um about sports and about sports fans and about you as a sports fan i'm always curious to know what has been your favorite sporting moment um, of course either one you participated in or that you watched purely as a fan so i so i guess i will this time tell you the second favorite because i if i remember correctly i talked about last time about the 2014 uh, san antonio spurs nba title which was yeah. really a, a great moment i think the the second favorite moment um that i that i had was <laughs> Let, I think, you know, I watched it not even live. I learned about it later, but it's a great story. It's when Manu Ginobili, very famous Argentinian uh, NBA player, he caught the bat. Spurs that NBA was player, going, so clearly the yeah. team is running for you, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not so super a team fan. I'm really following following the league. And then I I adopt a team depending on the style of play. I like these mm -hmm. really team-first teams. That is what I like. But but Manu Ginobili has like an individual achievement, catching a bat with your hands. That is quite a sports moment in my mind. So I will go for this as the second favorite sports moment. Interesting. I have to check this one out. I didn't even know that that happened. He, he you oh, mean yeah. a, a, a and I bat? think he did it even two times. Yeah, there was a bet in the in the arena, and Manu Ginobili just went there ah. and, and caught it and and killed it with his bare hands. And I mean, bets are very very quick. So, I, I think I have seen this video. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think I remember what you're talking about. That's that, that's an interesting interesting moment. I remember there were a whole range of Batman jokes about him and. And stuff like that when that happened. All right. Manu Chidobli grabs a bat. 
that's 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 a good one. Uh, before I let you go, Thomas, a quick word on the uh, NBA playoffs right now. You've got the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. Uh, who so, who so are you don't for? Spoil, so don't spoiler me because I'm actually behind because I always oh. have to watch on demand. So I'm I'm in the process. To me, watching a game sometimes takes two three days because I don't have that much time. But I'm watching Game Seven of Dallas against Phoenix right now. So Ooh. that is where I am. So I'm a few days behind. So but so so. I guess in the East, I, I think Boston will make it, even though Jimmy Butler was impressive. Uh, uh, so, so ah, okay. So there, you're already at least on on the finals. They're, like, they're in, yeah, they're more or less in real time. And uh, okay. on the on the Western side, so I it's hard to say i mean if wait, so phoenix, i have no wait i have to ask because because yeah. you're still on game 7 who do you, who do you think made it out of game 7 i mean the sun the sun's at home um so i was really good Luka at spoiler, magic i am try, i'm trying to be really good at spoiler avoidance i have a hunch but it's only a hunch that it was maybe dallas and and where i am i'm like halfway through the game and and that dallas is like leading by 10 points or so 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 maybe they made it which would actually be somewhat impressive because phoenix was the best team all season but then also yeah. not so surprising because because luca is the the best player in the series and and phenomenal um so so yeah okay um, i mean if, yes if dennis makes it then it's a matchup where i really have no clue i mean golden state you would say they are the veterans they've been there they are the team who did it but they like neither steph nor clay nor, nor none of the guys there has been really impressive maybe the most impressive player has been has been jordan uh, pool yeah pool exactly and and I don't know. I don't know. It, it I mean, Luca's a tough I, matchup. I could see it go all the distance. I could see it be a seven Easy, game. Easily. Luca's a tough matchup for anybody. I mean, he's just bully ball. The way he just goes at you. It's been amazing. Okay, I won't spoil it for you. I don't know how you survive uh, <laughs> for so many days, especially. But, man, okay, go go enjoy the, I guess, second half or three quarters or whatever you have left of the finale of the Suns versus Mavs. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the conference finals. Cool. was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. Great. Always good to have good friends on the show. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, and yeah, stay tuned for more content as always across all our channels. Find us on our socials and we'll see you soon. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Sports Tech All-Stars podcast with Roan Maholtra. If you like our show, let us know and leave a review. And if you want to know more about us, check out sportstechx.com where you can find our latest industry reports and updates. For a deeper dive into all things sports tech, check out our comprehensive database, SportsTechDB, at sportstechdb.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us at SportsTechX on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Join us next time for another insightful conversation with a leader in sports tech.